we are once again. Welcome, everybody. It has been a while, but here we are back at Backwoods Theology. As you can tell, I am not Brother Wiley. Uh, Brother Chad and I have gotten together and decided to vote him off. Um, he is not, he's no longer part of back. I'm just kidding. No, he's sitting right here. So, um, no, we just decided to change things up a little bit, but we are officially announcing today this is the beginning of season two. Woo! We have completed an entire season, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. Yes. Um, so, I think it's been, let me, let me okay. Um, I know what day it is now, so it's been a little bit over a year, correct? Yes, I so, think that's right. And I don't remember. Yeah. Don't remember. <laughs> and so, it, it's important to note out that note that our shift to season two really is for completely arbitrary reasons. That's right. right. I mean, there's yeah. that is all you. <laughs> we we call ourselves backwoods theology because we. A lot of us uh, live and work in the backwoods of Maine, and we. Um, have uh, obligations, and uh, some of us are bivocational, and we have things we have to do and take care of. And um, but we've missed doing this, so I'd like to welcome my friends to the true roundtable. Uh, James Wiley. Hey, good morning. And of course. I- I thought we were calling it season two because we wanted to start selling the box sets. He's oh, like, we should. <laughs> That's it. Yes. That's it. How, yeah. many, how many episodes were I don't even 30, know. 30, 30 some. I don't yeah. Know. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes. Wouldn't it be wild if we actually finished with 33? <laughs> that would be like <laughs> the most, the, the, we want to be like the Lord, so only 33, only 33 episodes. episodes to a season. I thought I was going to get married at 33 because that's when he laid down his life. So. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Shout out to Duska Lovelace. Yeah, she knows. We're not brave she enough knows. to say something mm. like that. She knows. No, um, we're. You mean just, she already knows that? She already knows that. Yes, <laughs> she already knows everything. So, uh-huh. <laughs> but no, we're we're excited um, to be back with everybody and um, listener. Um, glad you enjoyed um, our hiatus, but we're back. So I don't know if you enjoyed it or not, but here we are, and um, we have some. Wonderful things to discuss in the coming weeks. Um, this is not going to be covered in today's episode completely, but we're going to um, open the door for some conversations that uh, it's going to be fun. I think I can say it that way, but it's not, I'm not um, running um, this particular topic, um, but this I think is going to be a fun little study. So I'm going to turn it over to Brother Wiley because uh, he has some thoughts to share. All right. Yes. I appreciate that. We voted. uh, I want to say we voted unanimously, but Mm -hmm. I don't know whether Josh voted. We voted that since we're starting episode two, that he could kind of be the voice of Backwoods Theology. So that golden voice. I said that that voice for radio. You do have a great voice. So That golden voice for radio that you just heard is... Is for season two going to be the voice of Backwoods Behind Theology? The golden microphone so, of no, sorry, that's the wrong. <laughs> see, Duska was was fawning and fainting when she heard the voice, but then she heard the comment about about laying down their yes, life. Yes, yeah. and all of a sudden she woke up from her. Yep, that's right. Three minutes of brilliance and then gone. <laughs> yes. yep. our, our our star rating just went down. Yes. <laughs> well. What we uh, we thought about, because as you know, when you start a new episode, you need to have a season opener and something that's exciting and gripping. And so uh, we've had a few questions come up, which we thought we would start to get into. And this is probably going to be a topic that we don't know how many episodes it's going to be, but we shall see. But uh, we're going to call it a biblical view of revelation, a biblical view of revelation. And... Um, Remember, let's remember our theme, the right, the correct word, the correct division gives us the proper interpretation. And so we've got our King James Bible. Sorry, that was my phone. Um, (laughs) We've got our King James Bible, so we have the Word of God, and we're going to rightly divide, which, not to get sidetracked, but I, I just really believe when we don't rightly divide, it just opens the door for all the biblical ignorance that we have today, improper interpretation, uh, some of the some of the doctrines that are really gaining traction 
today, which are becoming very popular, whether it be Reformed theology, replacement theology, pre-wrath, I believe they're all linked together. And it all comes from not rightly dividing the word, uh, taking promises that don't belong to us. And so we want to do that when we come to Revelation. I also want to acknowledge before we get into this study that it seems like in Christianity today, people are obsessed with the sensational. For instance, they're obsessed with the first eight chapters of Genesis and obsessed with the last book of the Bible, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of sensational in it. Mm. When it comes to everything in between, it's more ho-hum. Um, but, uh, and, you know, it's amazing we you know, get into all of this sensational, which is completely off of what the Bible teaches, where if we just accept what the Bible teaches, Hollywood can't depict what the scriptures actually talk about. And so um, we just want to do a, uh, as biblical as we can, overview of the book of Revelation. And because there is a lot of confusion, and I do believe that it is because of lack of right division that's causing the confusion about this book. Well, without any further ado, I hope you have your Bibles open and you are in the book of Revelation. I think what we're going to do is, is we're going to start with a very broad view and then just continue to focus and dial in as... But sometimes you have to get the overall view of something before you can really dial in into the more of what you might call the minutia of it. Um, but let's, so let's start on this broad view. I think the first thing that I always like to say when I start to start the uh, study of the book of Revelation is, uh, I have an old school field, I'm old fashioned, I, I grew up in that era and I can't seem to get past it, I guess, yeah, Chad does as well. And he starts off right in the very beginning incorrectly. You know, the title, the hatter is The Revelation of St. John the Divine, is what mine says, which obviously verse one disagrees with that. I was going to bring that one. Um, I'm holding, I have a Schuyler Bible, and um, Schuyler says the Revelation of St. John the Divine, which I was very surprised at. I got to be honest, uh, based on the text, and I know the. The, the Cambridge um, background with the Schuyler, but uh, that one has always been my biggest issue, if I can say, um, when I open up a Bible and I go to the book of Revelation and I see that title, because like you said, if you just read the first verse, right. you, you have the title. Um, and last I checked, John was never divine. There's only one sure. who was divine. Right. And so um, why he, why the title was given St. John the Divine? I don't know. That one's always bothered me. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that one in there. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And, you know, perhaps future episodes, we, you know, I think there's times where we take as sacred scripture things that are not. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Perhaps we should have an episode. I don't want to get down a rabbit trail as well, but you know, things like the Strong's Concordance that people treat like the Bible or, you or know, the 1828 dictionary. Right, yes. right. <laughs> we, we have to understand these things are commentary. That's right. They're, they're the words of men and nothing else. Um, but we see that this is the revelation of Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ that comes right from the first statement, uh, right in the very beginning. It's interesting, in the New Testament, typically, typically, the... Um, the one to whom the epistle, you know, it will say, I, I, Paul, yes, or yes. whoever it is. And right in the beginning here, it says the revelation of Jesus Christ, uh, which um, sets the stage for us. Uh, but we also know that the, uh, the book of Revelation is given, um, it does have a, considered a theme verse, you could say, which would be verse 19 mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. chapter one would kind of be an overall, if, if there is a theme verse, you know, if there is such a thing, um, gives us the idea of what the book is about. Notice it gives all three places in time, so to speak. Now, we have to remind ourselves as well that time does not 
God is not dictated by time. God is not held in time like you and I are. So we see that this is written. Um, it's different than the writings of Daniel. Remember, and again, to understand Revelation, you have to also look at those prophets as well. But you'll notice the difference with Daniel and Revelation. With the book of Daniel, God commanded Daniel to write it and to seal to it seal up. To seal it, to shut it up, yeah. Whereas here in Revelation, John is commanded to write it and to show it. Well, that's what revelation means, right? reveal. So this isn't supposed to be some hidden, can I say the word mystery? Not, not from, uh, even actually from a biblical standpoint, um, but this is a, it says the first word, the revelation of Jesus. So this is some, something that he is revealing, not right. shut up. And, and there sealed. are mysteries revealed in Revelation. Of course there are. Mystery yeah. Babylon yes. in chapter yes. 17 is just a very famous example. But, you know, just showing the difference between the two, there's much of Daniel that is fulfilled in Revelation, but Daniel was commanded to seal it up because it was not the time appointed for these things. Whereas John is commanded to um, write these things and to make them known, mm. to give them uh, unto the churches. So, um, again, just observations, overviews of what we see. We also see, um, and we're going to start after this overview, we'll start right in chapter number one, and probably at least I'm going to share things that perhaps goes against everything that you've been taught thus far. But uh, Revelation, we have Christ appearing <clears throat> to John on the island of Patmos, chapter one. Chapters two and three are the seven letters unto the churches. Then beginning in chapter four, there is an obvious shift mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. chapter number four, uh, where the focus... Chapters 1, 2, and 3, the focus is upon the earth, where then in chapter 4, the focus is in heaven. The Lamb is revealed. The judgment is given in chapters 5 and 6. The, the scroll is handed down. Um, <clears throat> we then see, beginning in chapter number 7, that judgment being carried out. So that's, that's going to be a key that we're going to talk about in a moment. We see the judgments being carried out in which the focus is really upon God's people, the time of Jacob's trouble. Hmm. Then we see another shift where um, the judgment shifts from God's people. There's that famous voice from heaven, it is done, where I believe the judgment on God's people, where God has further judgment upon the earth, but it is not for the nation of Israel. That's very much like in Egypt, where um, those first few plagues, the Israelites went through the plagues just as uh, Egypt did, but then, remember, they were in the land of Goshen, then there were several plagues that only the Egyptians experienced and not the Hebrews. Mm. We have that famous... Uh, Oh, what chapter is it? It's the judgment of Babylon where God says, come out of them, my people. Th this judgment is not for you. You know, your time is finished. And he right. tells his people to come out of Babylon, the time that he's going to judge them. Um, we then see after the finishing of the judgment for the nation of Israel, we see the destruction and the judgment of Babylon. Then we see the return of Christ. And his return for his bride, I don't know if we've ever discussed that on an episode, but I believe Israel is the bride of Christ and not the church. He's coming back for his bride. The marriage takes place in Revelation chapter number 19. Um, and then the rest of the book is the judgment, hell and the sea gave, gives up its dead in um, chapter number, what is that, chapter 20. And then 21, we have the kingdom of heaven, the new Jerusalem, that uh, I believe that is the prophecy that Christ gave in chapter 14 of John, behold, I go to prepare a place for you. Um, I believe that that is the new Jerusalem that mm -hmm. he is preparing. The Bible mm -hmm. says it came as a bride adorned for her husband. Out of I actually heaven. used the word prepared. Right. Yeah. 
And he says, I go to prepare a place mm-hmm. for you, John chapter 14. And then uh, then we have eternity of the new heavens and the new earth at the end and the invitation into the new Jerusalem. So I know that that is a huge overview. You all jump in. I've been talking. So there you go. We know what Revelation is. All right. We're ready to go to episode two. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> You all talk. Chad, we haven't even heard from yeah, you yet. Yeah, yeah. You've been processing. I was just thinking that um, like any book, um, you read a book from the beginning to the end. And you know, you mentioned people are fascinated uh, with the sensational. Um, that first portion of Genesis, the first portion of the Bible, and then uh, with Revelation with the end. But Revelation is really the culmination of everything that kind of began in Genesis. That's right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had a, a person ask me uh, several weeks ago, they were visiting our church, and they just asked, can you explain the relationship between Abraham and Jesus? And that's what a great question, because he's, <laughs> he's reading through Genesis. In Genesis, it does begin broad and then just becomes more and more specific, right, to get us to that yeah. seed, yeah. Right. right? We're getting to the seed. And then once we get to the family from whom the seed will come, um, the Old Testament is is building everything up until till Christ. And then rev- the revelation of Jesus Christ, uh, it is the culmination. So the point of saying that is revelation is not to be understood in isolation to the rest of Scripture. Which unfortunately... It is. It is. Right. Which... Is, is, and it's also not to be understood through the lens of current events. Yes. It is I'm to be understood yes. through the lens of the rest of Scripture. Yes. And so I think there would be great – I know that we're, to a certain extent, um, you know, planning from the pulpit, as we pastors like to say, but I know that I would benefit from a just a methodical portion-by-portion portion work through Revelation with you two. I mean, that maybe this is what season two becomes. Hmm. It becomes the Revelation season. Um, but... Uh, take a year. Just take time and work through it. Well, I think um, current events has caused... And it, okay, let's be honest, it always has. Every time something happens, people want to jump to, well, that's got to be in the Bible. Right. Every time something major, well, and specifically, it was an earthquake, got again, an earthquake right? Wherever, there, um, uh, several uh, famine, pestilence, yes, reference COVID. You know, well, this is the beginning of sorrows, or, or you, okay, just about that. Yeah, did anybody contact you when COVID started and took you to Isaiah twenty twenty? Yes, yes, and said. It was, it was prophesied in Isaiah 2020 because it was the year 2020. Yes. And Isaiah 2020 talks about something about being locked up in your yeah, home. Going into and... your house. Yes. And it, to me, I equate that to Ronald Reagan being at the Antichrist. Yes. Because Ronald Wilson Reagan has six right, letters right, right. and he's 666. And, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, I think we want, we want to have something and that's going on in our world and our our generation we want to see it in here you know what i mean we don't want the bible just to be some arbitrary book we want to oh it's fulfilled that makes this real well it's all i'm saying right and it gives it, us a sense of meaning and purpose in the day that we live yes. in yes cuz there are to be fair a lot of things that are happening Remember that the word of 2020 that I absolutely hated was unprecedented. I hated that word. It yeah. got so abused. But there are a lot of things, uh, the emergence of AI, right? And the changes that we see in our country on a yeah. global scale. COVID did cause us to pause and think like, okay, where are we right now? Yeah. Um, and Israel, I think it was yesterday, the day before, just celebrated its 75th anniversary uh, as as a nation, so we look at all these things, and we do try to figure out meaning. Mm. You know what is what is the meaning, and the 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 problem is is that if we begin with current events and not the Bible, that's right. Then we superimpose current events upon the scripture, which is completely wrong. Yes, right. Even Israel celebrating its seventy fifth anniversary. Are you kidding me? Sure, you're thousands of years old. What? Why are you so you're denying the fact that God made you a nation a long time ago? Sure. (laughs) That's a great point. (laughs) That's a great point. 
I mean, I maybe this is a subject matter for another. I won't say it. Never. No, you. No, I don't know if I want to. You get it out there, and we'll, we'll at least get some Gmails. Well, this isn't a Revelation question. It is, but it isn't. So okay, it's more of a Matthew question. Okay. So all right, very good. We'll save it for episode three, which will be the yeah, which you won't gospel. remember it. <laughs> I know you're not going to remember it. I'm right. still struggling on 1948 being the fig tree blossoming or budding. Uh, well, I think it is, but that's just me. I know. I think it is because it's not. You said blossoming or okay. or, or yeah. No, it's I, important. It's I, I, yeah. Terms are important. I think I do think there's leaves on the tree. Yeah, but there's no fruit, and there's no fruit until judgment. Yeah. And once there's judgment, and the reason, then the reason I, I'm I'm with that one, uh, I'm I'm a little because 1948, yes, as as cool as it was, uh, I wasn't there, but you know my point. Isn't that man-made? Okay, here, here's the thing: I wouldn't even necessarily argue 1948. Yeah, like in in terms of a, a beginning point, because you also have the the Six Day War, in which Israel secured more more of its land yeah. that it. You know, so so you could argue 1948 as a beginning point of the nation being reconstituted, but not not until the Six Day War did they get more of the land that belongs to them. So I know that's not the point. I guess, it, since, I guess for me, since then they've given it away. But there's no, again, I, mean, I, I know it's challenging. There's no, hmm. Does the church fulfill prophecy in Scripture? Like. The church age. You're going to have to clarify. Okay. Okay. Is there prophecy? Because the Bible calls the church a mystery. Sure. Okay. The time of the Gentiles, you know, we can keep going. Prophecies, always, you know, dealing with Israel towards, you know, Old Testament. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so in my understanding, I've always viewed the church as the parenthetical, the comma of Isaiah 60. Um so what you're saying is, are there prophecies that the church fulfills? Yes. So can 1948 be a fulfillment anyway? Because we're because in the it's within the, the church age. Yeah. So you would suggest that a reconstituting of the nation would not take place until outside of the church age. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying is that's it a the fulfillment. Al- that's of the alternative. Though? I hear you. Is I it is you. it an actual fulfillment? Because again, earthquakes in diverse places. Well, that's tribulation. That's not the church. Um. Keep going, you know, famines, pestilence, all of those things are not the church. It's the tribulation. The Jews seek for a sign. So every sign, every wonder, everything, that's not for the church. That's for the time of the gen- the time of the, the Jews. I can't think of the right word right now. But anyway, the tribulation time. Sure. So would even than a 1948 action. Okay, but be we would acknowledge, we would acknowledge that Acts is a transitional book. Agreed to that. Right? Yes. So It didn't just happen overnight. Right. So then I think we could also acknowledge that on the other end, they're probably, we would expect transitional things. I could see that. Okay. And so... I guess, you know... There's going to, I think there's going to be bleed over. To use a biblical illustration, like when a woman is in labor... That's the term. That's what they... That's the scriptures. Well, there's early labor, and then there's active labor, Mm -hmm. and then this baby's coming. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. so... I don't. I don't think it's harming the scripture to acknowledge that there are. Um, well, there's pre-labor. Okay. And okay. you can see that. I can see that. I, okay. I, I can see that. Sure. I mean, let's let's have the the. Every, we all know them. If you're a listener to this podcast, you know you've heard of Spurgeon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chuck. Yeah, good old Chuck. He did not have a nation of Israel in his current events. Sure. You know what I mean? So his writings, his his sermons, anything Israel that Chuck's going to view it as is going to be, well, God somehow is going to bring it back. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? It's going to be some supernatural something in the future. Because in his time, it was just Palestine. There was no, quote unquote, uh, 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 bordered country called Israel. The Jews existed. Right. But you see what I'm saying? Well, this is going to trigger some... But I'm sure you've all heard of Clarence Larkin, right? Mm-hmm. Lark- he, was, he was the one who really he first was, promoted the dispensation. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Who in modern times actually put it books into about it. right? Right. Right. Because I think we could all argue that dispensational theology is not 
a modern no, view. it's not. He just okay. he right. just put it down. He put it in yeah. form. In written form. I mean, if you look at when, apart from the scriptures, sure, it's, yeah, right, in a commentary form. Yeah. So Larkin, okay. Israel being reconstituted as a nation. And actually, to be fair, they don't have a national constitution. No, they don't. But the return of Jews to the land of Palestine was something that Larkin, shortly after World War I, was seeing as a real possibility. Like he wrote of it. Yes, he did. He yes. because I mean ultimately, what is it, the Balfour Declaration? Um that's like 1947. I'm not sure what the... Okay, when the land of Palestine shifted from Muslim control to British control after the Brits drove the Ottomans out, it's that it's at that moment when, or at that time in that season where Larkin writes, now that Palestine is under the control of a... Now, don't everybody calm down, but under a Christian or a mm-hmm, Western mm-hmm, nation, mm-hmm. he writes that, that that paves the way for Jews, ethnic Jews, returning to the land of Palestine. And I'm not sure if it happened within his lifetime or not. I'd have to look at uh, when he died. But he called it. Yeah. I mean, he did call and yeah. say, biblically, we would expect that Israel, ethnic Jews would return to the land of Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um this has nothing to do, really. It has a lot to do with Revelation in the sense that Revelation yes. is the revelation of Jesus Christ and the finishing, the short work that the yes. Lord's going to make upon the earth. Um, and we know the bulk, to be to be fair and honest and balanced, the bulk of Revelation speaks of things that we will not see with our earthly eyes because we will be called out. Mm. will be removed. I think it's interesting to note that even though Israel is a sovereign nation now, the majority of the world does not recognize them as such. Sure. Agreed. Um, my, my, the time when I was the most proud of President Trump, even above what he said during... The most proud I ever was is when he built the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. I was was so proud to be an American Mm -hmm. at that time. I was so proud that we had a president that would just thumb his nose to the world and say, we are going to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of this nation, even though the rest of the world does Does not. And I believe that was his gutsiest, greatest act. as president was to do that. That's when I was most proud of him mm-hmm. when he did that. And you know, it it is interesting. It recognizing what most of the world would not recognize. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't till I think it was 2015, 2014, something like that, where Israel finally passed the United States with the Jewish population. Hmm. Um, 2023, it was 6.3 million and the United States is 5.9 million. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until about, I think it's 2015, 2016, up to that point, America, even from 1948, you know what I mean? America just led the nation, led the world in Jewish population mm-hmm. until about 2015. So, and it's showing the regathering. The, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The it's call like, back to the homeland. You know? and, and here's the thing: like we can all. You mentioned pre-labor. <clears throat> sure, sure. So right. I mean, I could see the argument where if there's more Jews in America than there are in the land of Palestine, right? Then how could the olive yeah. branch have sprouted leaves? Exactly. I, I get it. There's all kinds of arguments that so, can be made. It, okay, let me can I give you another one. This is actually more revelation based than than Matthew. Um, you talking about saying things that are preparing. You mentioned AI, sure. You know, things clearly. You read Revelation, and there's going to be a one-world currency mentality mm-hmm. and, and, and operation. So when I was in high school, I uh, my senior trip. Don't ask me why, but we went to Toronto, and um, we did other things too. But one of the things that we had to do is when we 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 took cash to Toronto. And um, first morning, we had to find, we were staying in downtown Toronto, we had to find a bank 
And we took, I remember giving the teller a hundred dollar bill at some bank in Toronto. And she gave me back about 150 in Canadian notes. Okay. What was I doing? I was exchanging my money so I can go purchase things in Toronto. I'm walking around Toronto. Now I can travel this world pretty much in any country and I don't have to visit any bank. I can just swipe my debit card. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we, we, I mean, we might not necessarily see, well, um, the U.S. dollar is not the euro or the yen, or, and I get it, but I can, my commerce is, doesn't, isn't affected when I travel. I, I can just swipe my card. And so we already have more or less a one world currency in that digital world that we live in. Does you that the, make sense? You have the foundation for yeah, it. Yeah, that's my point. But that until... Okay, you have a foundation for it, but you can still use cash here. Yes. Right? But we can see Only, a day... Yeah, for now. For, well, at some places, some places won't even accept cash. Sure, but you can see a day... I mean, listen. The Fed rolled out right. e-currency yes. this month. Yeah. Yes. They did it very quietly because... Um, but... Well, it's clever because it's clever because it is they're positioning it as like an instant. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. It is a structure in which transactions can be instant. Okay, mm-hmm. so pay attention. You know how the guy takes the three cups and puts a ball and then moves everything around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they're pitching it as the system, but the system, re- in order for that to happen, it requires a digital currency. Yes, at the exclusion of. A physical currency. Mm-hmm. You know this stuff and for better a short than I time, do, Wiley, it will but... be voluntary. Mm-hmm. Very quickly, it will be mandatory. Mm-hmm. Don't I don't believe a word they're a word they are saying mm-hmm. because anyway, that's because the government has always told us the truth. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I think uh, I remember someone saying, "If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor." Yeah. <laughs> This show brought to you today by Sarcasm. (laughs) That's right. Well, again, this is why, okay? One world currency, the Fed doing what they're doing with the E. Open borders. Open borders. Israel's a nation. This is why Revelation draws people's attention. Sure. This is why people jump to this book so fast. What a great segue into Revelation again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to keep us on track. <clears throat> Thank you. But, um, but seriously, that, that's why, is we read these current events and we watch, you know, Jerusalem becoming, you know, our, our president recognizing Jerusalem as the capital. You know what I mean? I read this, um, I'm not a, kind of taking a step, and I praise the Lord for it, um, back off of some social media outlets. Um, but there was a time, I remember reading as back in 2020, actually, somebody, there was this meme that was going around social media and it was this guy looking at a window and it said, this is, you know, just me looking outside to see which chapter in revelation we're in today. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, because that's what, that's what we want. We, we honestly do. Um, I say we as humanity, Christian humanity, we, we, we want to see, okay, where's this fulfilled? Mm-hmm. This has got to be, mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. Oh, Russia invaded Ukraine, Gog and Magog. Mm-hmm. We, we, we want to see, we want there to be something in here because we have a hard time believing it by faith. You know what I mean? Or we want to be right. That's a good point too. You know, yeah. there is that. We've been questioned so many times by others. We want to prove our, our, our belief. Yeah. See, it's fulfilled. Well, well that, also that negates people, faith. Also, people today are fascinated by death and suffering. And if the news was all about people doing good things, and nobody would watch. Yeah. You know, every video is about buy this rodeo video of bulls <laughs> goring these guys. I mean, yeah. they, they, you know, I do love that one. No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> well, what's the big one now? Fail army. It's somebody getting hurt. You know what I mean? They're doing yes, something stupid. There's and like tripping whole and YouTube channels dedicated to people getting hurt, getting hurt, doing stupid right. stuff. Yes. I don't want to watch skateboard videos. Oh, I want to watch they... the videos where they're going down the railing and um, yeah. you find out you're a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. I know you two. Okay. You know me. I'm an, I love NASCAR. But you guys wouldn't watch a race if there wasn't any accident. Right. You know I, I mean? Listen, we I want would, to see the I car wouldn't flipping. watch a race, period. So, <laughs> there to you me, go. I love it when the race is no cautions and it's just 
Yeah. All out racing. No wrecks. It just looks the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know that when I travel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I, <laughs> oh, they turned left. <laughs> you know what I learned from NASCAR? That's, that's what I learned. <laughs> when we're driving to Texas and yeah. I pass vehicles. You make that noise. Every once in a while. Yeah. Amanda loves it. <laughs> no, okay. I couldn't do it. No. There's no way in the world I could do it. Yeah. But, but that's it, though. We, we want... Carnage. The violence, we want the carnage. Yeah. Right. You look at movies now. There's, there's got to be certain things yes. in movies, or people just don't want to watch them. Right. Todd, Todd Starnes, Todd Starnes said, um, "The evening news always begins with good evening." Now let me tell you why it's not. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> That's a very good. Point. So it's like that we're going to tell you, we're going to start off the episode with good evening, and now I'm going to give you 45 minutes of. Why it's not. And right. let's be honest. And then at the end, have a great day. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even our local shows, our local TV show, uh, news uh, uh, broadcasts will always, if there is a positive news thing, it's always at the end. Well, if there's something positive, it's always going to be in the direction of liberal politics. Yes. That is true. Yes. Okay. Somebody's affirming somebody else's But it's idiocy. at the end of the show when you've already turned it off because you're upset anyway. Right. So... Well, Revelation has 22 chapters. <laughs> we got you can all say year. <laughs> that two of them are good, but only good for a certain people. Oh, that's a good point. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot of good in mm. happening in the book of Revelation, but maybe we should get started. We I don't should. Know <laughs> I don't know how far we are into the episode, yeah. but... Um, I think we're laying a good groundwork as why, though, we... People flock to this book. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure, sure. If there's a book in the in the in the bookstore, a commentary that says Malachi, no one's buying it. Yeah, or Leviticus, or Ruth. Yeah, maybe Ruth because they they want the story. Right. But Revelation is the thicker book. It's the one they want to grab. It's the one they're excited about. Yeah. And if there's a book that people are excited with its entirety, like the Book of Genesis. They only care about the first nine chapters right. mm-hmm. because that's once the creation door opens, and the flood. Once the door opens for Abraham, After Isaac, that, Jacob, you're, forget you're bored. It. I'm not interested. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you could say, name a book of the Bible where people are fascinated with the entire book. That not even Christians. True. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There, there, are, there are atheists that love the book of Revelation. Right. Mm-hmm. So I worked with one. That's, that's why I brought that up. Yeah. But. What about the timing of the book? These events, you know, I, I think it's important um, in understanding a book and using right division. Hmm. Um, I believe it's important to understand because, like we just said earlier, we're looking for it right now. We're looking for these things right now. That's a good point. The question is, should we be? Ooh. Yeah. Should we be looking for these? Um, for instance, the book of Hebrews, I believe the, the time of the book of Hebrews is given in Hebrews 2.5. Mm-hmm. That sets when these events are taking place. Uh, Hebrews 2.5 says, the world to come whereof we speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not talking about the world in which we live today. The events that are being discussed there in the book of Hebrews, it's about the world to come. Well... So I'm not looking for the events of the book of Hebrews in my day-to-day sure, life Because today. the world to come is the millennium. That's what you Right. Mean. It's the kingdom. It's the tribulation. So it's the kingdom of can Christ. Can I add something very quickly? Sure. Um, that does not mean don't study and throw away the book of Hebrews no. and today. All scripture is profitable. That's my says. point. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you still gain, you still glean. Yes. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. You but know, I the, understand. The great hall of faith. Like Matthew 24, as yes. I read that. Okay, that is about the end of the world. Yes. That's chapter 24, verse 3. So I know the events that I'm reading, I'm not looking for these events to happen. Great point. Yes. Today, today's Wednesday. I'm not looking for them to happen today. Yeah. Can we do the same with Revelation? Hmm. Uh, we have introduction uh, in the book. I believe the timing of the book is verse 10 of chapter 1. And this goes against everything that I was brought up 
raised with. <laughs> um, because Revelation 1.10 says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, which I was always told that just means Sunday. Amen. It's he the had first a good day of church the week. service. That and not only that, the spirit was all over him. Oh, yeah. I was in the spirit. Woo! Not only the spirit was on me, I that's was some, in the spirit. That's some good music, and good preaching. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Sorry. Is there another occasion? Well, we know the word Sunday is not in the Bible. That's right. The term first day of the week is used more than once. Mm-hmm. Is there any time where the first day of the week is called the Lord's Day? I can't think of any. It's not. No. So No, the first day of the week Although is... the day of the Lord is mentioned, but I know that's where you're going, but right, I right. want to jump ahead of you. But we're always led to believe in verse 10 that the Lord's day is Sunday. And I even will say, I'll see you this coming Lord's day. Mm. You know, ignorantly, I'll say that because it is so deep in people's minds that the Lord's day is Sunday, Mm. the first day of the week. Which would be helpful for us in understanding, uh, a friend just had sent this to me yesterday, is that all of our weekdays are named after pagan gods. Of course. Sunday so, is the sun. Right. Sunday. That's a Roman. Yeah. We, right. we live by the Roman calendar. Monday is the moon. Yep. So. Like uh, Thor. That's Thursday. Thursday. That's Thursday. Right. So anyway, that's just for you didn't fun. Know that Who one? doesn't know? Who doesn't want to be Thor? Yeah. <laughs> Saturday is Saturn. Um, uh, I can't remember all of them. Frigg's Day. Friday. That's Friday. Yep. Uh, Tuesday was it's that's Venus, right? Which you oh, this is another. It's not a rabbit hole, but you should just understand that all of the pagan gods, for the most part, are just repackaging of the same old content. So yes, Roman gods, it's Babylon Greek gods, Egyptian gods. It's all rooted in Babylon. All rooted in Babylon. But in the spirit on the Lord's day, <laughs> right? But. Is that what you've always heard? Oh, yes. That, bless God, Jesus appeared to him on a Sunday, just like he's going to come and bless us today on a Sunday. And you know what? That that, that is a resting of the scriptures. Yeah, W-R. W-R, mm-hmm. right. You're, you're, you're twisting, you're, what's the, um, handling the word of God deceitfully, mm-hmm. I believe. Or ignorantly. Or ignorantly. Yeah. That's a good, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So w- what I'm saying is, We've heard of the day of the Lord. We've we've talked about on this podcast Christ's hour, mm-hmm. um, which is different than his day. Mm-hmm. So I believe Revelation one ten to say that this is the Lord's day. This is John is given an overview of the Lord's day, and that's what the book of Revelation is. That's right. The book of Revelation is an overview of the day of the Lord, the Lord's day. And that's what John is being given. And this is not without precedence, right? Because Christ was shown by the devil all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Sure. And Daniel also is beholding, right? We had talked about this pre-podcast, but Daniel's beholding um, all of the Gentile kingdoms Correct. to come, some of which are behind, but some of which are before, are, are ahead of him in time. Mm-hmm. So it's not, this doesn't defy any prior biblical interpretations. Oh, no. Where John... This doesn't make Revelation just strictly unique. Right. What is we What was future for John becomes present as he is beholding it unfold. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he's... Well, I mean, Zechariah does that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Paul Isaiah. does it. Yeah, there's yeah. several times in Scripture where an overview is given. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. um, whether it be the Word of God, remember in the Gospels, Christ mentioned, in one verse, he mentioned Moses, the Psalms, the prophets. Yes, yes. He's giving yep. an overview of the Old Testament. Um, I, I believe the book of Revelation is a complete overview of the Lord's day, the Lord's day. And not being so now, if we accept that, it is then going to change our thinking, specifically of chapters two and three. Uh, it, it's going to change that, but nonetheless, now again, what I've been told is this is Sunday, this is the first day of the week. Well, that's not what it says, that's right. 
when something happened on the first day of the week, for instance, what is it, Acts 20 uh, uses the phrase first day of the week. 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 1 or 2, where it says, upon the first day of the week, what you've laid in the, store. The resurrection. Right. You know, John 20. The first day of the week. Right. So when the word of God means the first day of the week, it says <laughs> the first day of the week. It never says and the prophetically, Lord's day. prophetically, the Lord's day is the seventh day. And prophetically. I believe and the term Lord's day, given in the, isn't this the only time in the Bible? Yes, because if this is we've, the, we've day, of the, the day of the Lord, but the term Lord's, Lord's Day, day. Mm-hmm. this is the only time it's used. And again, Lord. going back, uh, something I've said in, in last season. Um, <laughs> but, by the way, for 1999, you can buy the box. Just, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, don't read the Bible and think, what does this mean? Think, what does this say? What does it say? It was the Lord's Day. Well, what does that mean? That means the first day. No, no, it means exactly what it says. It's the Lord's Day. Well, what's interesting is if you read verse 9, verse 9, I, John, who also am your brother, then notice the next thing he says about himself, and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was mm. in the isle that is called Patmos for two things, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Notice what he calls himself. He's a brother, a companion in tribulation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just speaking generally that he was persecuted in that first century, But notice why. For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. If you then turn to Revelation 12, Revelation 12, you'll find something interesting. Notice in the present tense, he's saying companion in tribulation. Now, not every time the word tribulation is used... It is referring to the time of Jacob's trouble. He is in tribulation for two things, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Revelation 12 is talking about Satan and his persecution of the nation of Israel. Notice verse 17 of chapter 12. It says, And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ, which seems to be the same thing that John is suffering, that he is a companion in tribulation in verse number nine, the same thing that they're in tribulation for in Revelation 12 and verse 17. Now, would you connect that to Revelation 19? where it says in verse number 10, and I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said unto me, see thou do it not, I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Then he says, worship God for the testimony of Jesus, and then it tells you what it is. You know, what's that? That's, you know, living for Christ. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I mean, that's what it says in Revelation 19. So, Again, for me, when I read testimony of Jesus in Revelation 12 and in Revelation 1, he's, he's in companion in tribulation for the word of God, for the testimony of Jesus. That, that, that's a connection to what, what's testimony of Jesus? It's the spirit of prophecy. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So are this you is, speaking of, okay, so prophecy, for example, Peter says that the prophecy came not in old time hmm. by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they are moved to the Holy Ghost. So I, I've always read Revelation 19.10 mm-hmm. as a blanket statement okay. that the testimony of Scripture, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of Scripture, all Scripture. Okay. Is that how you have... That's how I have, tri- I have read that in the past. So you're suggesting something... Otherwise, or, or maybe in addition to? I think in addition to, because it doesn't say Scripture, it says prophecy. Sure, but we take prophecy to mean Scripture. 
Prophecy is scripture. Yes. But I also take in Peter, where he mentions the prophets. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think we have to define, is prophetic referring to something that happened? Because, okay, a lot of times people think prophecy, they think what? Future. They think They're thinking of it in a context foretell. of... Foretell. Right. Yeah. Context of time. Yes. But prophecy is revelation. Good. And sometimes revelation has to do with things that are future, but sometimes revelation is an explanation of things past hmm. or things present. So prophecy is not just future things. Prophecy is revelation itself. Hmm. That's how I've understood it. So Paul revealing a mystery, that which was formerly unknown, but mm-hmm. revealing it mm-hmm. now. Um, is that what you're... Is that what you're saying? Right. Like I don't Looking think we in dog- the past and explaining right. what what and, it was. And I would definitely want to be able to be stand. I I would stand be willing to be to be corrected on that. But my understanding of prophecy is that uh, biblically it is is revelation itself, divine revelation itself, not having to be tied to the future alone. Does that make sense? Yes, I'm trying to look at something because we have to look and say, is Peter speaking of only of things that were spoken in the past that were spoke that were of things in the future, or is he simply speaking of scripture itself? Because that right. Well, we know Daniel. What he wrote, Daniel twelve says Daniel didn't even understand what was sure, written. Sure, it specifically says he did not understand. Well, and this is that's a good point to be made because you know one of the interpretive methods of some Bible preachers is, you know, what did this mean to this person? when they said it, well, or, or when they received it. It might not have meant anything to right. them. It might have meant something for people down the road to whom it right. be revealed. I'm not going to liken Daniel into a secretary, but my wife for several years was an administrative assistant to a head executive uh, at the... At a bank. At a bank we worked at. Yep. And there'd be times where she would, her boss would, she would compose letters for him the requirement for her to compose that letter for him was her understanding was not necessary. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she composed several letters. She didn't know the person mm. to whom it was written. Mm. She didn't know anything about the content of what was in the letter. She was simply composing the letter. That's all. And so I, I'm not trying to liken it, but, but Daniel obviously did not understand. He said so. Sure. What he was... Because, see, he was writing things that would happen literally millennia after he wrote it. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. I, I, was, I was just reading something that kind of backs up what you were saying. Like, it infers, okay. I guess. Um, I was reading in Second Kings about um, the death of Jezebel the other day. And... Elijah in 1 Kings 21 says that, uh, verse 23, Jezebel also spake the Lord saying, the dog shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Okay? So Elijah says that's what's going to happen to Jezebel. That doesn't happen until 2 Kings 9 with Elisha. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Sure. And But it doesn't say, because I think it's interesting. Because when you said that, it made me go back to this in my head. Verse 36 of 2 Kings says, uh, verse 36 of 2 Kings 9, Wherefore they came again and told him, and he said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spake by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, In the portion of Jezreel shall dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel. It doesn't say this is the prophecy fulfilled. It just says the word of the Lord. Sure. You see what I'm saying? Which it was a prophecy. It was a prophecy, but the Bible calls it the word of God. Sure. Right. You I see what I'm saying? I, I'm tracking. I'm yep. putting the two together. Right. So I think that's interesting. Sorry, I just kind of... No, but that is a help. I Okay, that's a help to me, and it's a help to anybody. When you hear that word prophecy, you instantly think future. Yes. Unless you recalibrate your mindset to understand that prophecy is not just things future. It is revelation of the Word of God. It's the Word of God. Yeah. Which, <laughs> have some fun. Scripture was written before we were ever created. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. So in this heaven. was already future. Genesis right. 1 at one point was future. Right. 
You see what I'm saying? It was the purposes and the will of God already yes. settled yes. in heaven. Yeah. So, so there, there are two things I think are important in verse 10, which establishes the timing of these events. Um, I don't know if we're finished talking about the Lord's Day. Maybe we are. We're all, I think we're all in agreement right. that it is the not, second, not Sunday. The yeah, second thing, right. it would be the reference to, he was in the Spirit. He was in the Spirit. Um, that also gives, I believe, an understanding of the time. Oh, what does it? What is? What does it mean here? Where John says he's in the spirit, because he says it again in chapter four and verse one, I believe. Verse two. Verse two. Okay. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. But you'll notice there's a difference in capitalization. Yes, I was going to ask you that. Yep. Which I've looked that up, which I find to be interesting. Um. So in. Chapter 4 and verse 2, it says, and immediately I was in the Spirit. And okay, I, I haven't heard any disagreement as to what that means. Um, I believe John is taken to the third heaven. Yes. To, be, to do so, he would have been glorified. Whatever happens in 1 Corinthians 15... Because no man can see God and live. So John, just as Paul, where was it, Corinthians, when he went to... The third Remember heaven. Paul yep. specifically says, whether or not I was in the body or not, I'm not sure. <laughs> right. right. Kind of I, cool. can, I cannot so, tell. I, think I cannot tell. Well, uh, so I believe John is glorified. He's in his glorified state in Revelation 4 and verse 2. I believe he is as well... In verse 10. And I understand the capitalization, and I, I just spent a few minutes looking that up, thinking, why is one capitalized and one isn't? Okay. What I find interesting, I have several old Bibles in my office. Every, I've got like half a dozen old Bibles from the 1840s to the 1860s. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them, chapter 4 and verse 2, spirit is capitalized. Every one of them. The one that I have, it's not capitalized, but every one, they had it capitalized. I then have a printing, it's obviously not an original, of the 1611 mm -hmm. text, Chapter four and verse two is lowercase. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. So, and again, I only spent, you know, I only have so many Bibles in my office and I looked them up. So uh, the 1611, which is supposedly, as you know, the 1611 had publishing errors in it. They, and again, whenever you say King James Bible and error in the same sentence, <gasps> yeah, I know, everyone's right? gasping. <laughs> You know, when they first printed it, there were printing errors. Oh, yeah. That's not an error in the Bible. The printers, and it took to get it those. It was called the He Bible for a reason. Right, right. it was supposed to in say the book she. of Ruth, they put he instead of she. she and, yeah. You know, so there were, uh, there they... were publishing errors that they had, to, you know, future podcast episode. I, I've got the Cambridge here in my hand and uh, the old Schofield. There's at least one publishing error in it, hmm. um, where a word is capitalized, which should not be. And you go to all the older Bibles, and they're all lowercase, but in ours, the publishers, again, there's not an error in the Bible. Come on, First John. Yeah. yeah. First John okay. 5, 8, is yeah. it? Or yeah. First John 5, 8. Uh, anyway, that's a future podcast. We're now going to get inundated with emails. and. But those of you who are listening, look in your... If you have multiple Bibles... Compare. Multiple copies, compare them. Some of them will have a lowercase, some of them will have an uppercase. Well, they can't both be right. Mm. Um, so, and I'm not saying that there's an error here. All I'm saying is, is I believe the same spirit that John is in, in well, that he is, I believe John is given a vision of the day of the Lord. Can I, I mean, let's just say, 
let's have some fun. Is chapter four commentary on chapter one well, as well? Not just that, but you he can't be in the spirit lowercase without being in the spirit uppercase to begin with. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't the Holy Spirit is the one that's doing this anyway. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it doesn't affect our theology by understanding that he's going to be in the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the Holy Spirit allows him to be in his spirit to be able to be in the glory. You see what I'm saying? I think the argument could be made that the reason an uppercase S is used would support that what he is receiving is Scripture. Yeah, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And in chapter 4, verse 2, what is being communicated is him being in his glorified state. Yeah, how his state when he received. Sure. So the purpose is to say two different things. Agreed. Does that make sense? Yes. One is referring to state, one is referring to... um, Okay, one is referring to glorified state, which Revelation 4. The other may be referring to him being in that state of receiving mm-hmm. revelation mm-hmm. from the Holy right. Spirit. That could be first Pete, right. because Peter yes. 1, 21. Yes. Right, right. They spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Um, that's That would be the best answer at this present time. It has to be yeah. something, that sounds good. I it's got to be something different than John is just having him a time of on course Sunday. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's just sure. Stupid. Of course it is. Sure. There is a spiritual body, the Bible teaches. Yes. There is a spiritual body. So to be, to be on the Lord's Day in the Spirit, right, uh, Revelation 4, would make sense that he's referring to being in his glorified state. Yeah. My mind wandered to... It doesn't mean to, he's Casper. Well, my mind wandered to, how much longer did John... What a bummer to return. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what a, yeah. That would have been my thought. Well, what a bummer. Paul returned. When he returned, yeah. I mean, think about it. Look look at Paul's life after he came back from the third heaven. He kept putting himself in position to, to be- To die. To die. Yeah. You know, so it's almost like, you know? Yeah. And this is, and this is a, you know, God descending on the mount. Mm. Heaven came to earth mm-hmm. and Moses dwelled in the presence of God for 40 days. So, um, and there's every... So in two instances, God brought the man yes. to his presence, mm-hmm. and then you have an instance where God brought his presence to the man. And when that happened, every time, whether it be Psalms or Moses, it's always in thickness and darkness because you can't see. Right. Whereas in these, this called the revelation, there's a veil that's being opened. There's, there's the darkness is being well, pulled back. Why is that? Because by the blood of Jesus Christ, man now has access to heaven. Yes, right. Old Testament saints did not die and go to heaven. So, so I, I think it's important. I think it's important to reference this. So this is where what I believe the timing of Revelation is. It is speaking of events describing the day of the Lord. Yes, which. And we're probably gonna have to do this the next episode because I know we we spent a lot of time at the beginning and we're probably at the end of this. Ep- but it's important that we acknowledge this timing, which I understand is going to change some of our thinking of some. And but again, isn't that the point of this podcast? Is to get people to think mm-hmm. and right. not necessarily just accept what you've always been given. That's right. But think, okay. So I believe verse number ten. John is given an overview of the day of the Lord. So, and I and I believe this because of the the phrase that he uses that I was in the spirit which I like what Chad said about this as well could be 2 Peter 1:21 yeah, yeah. where he's receiving revelation from God and the lowercase s in chapter 4 and verse 2 that draws my attention to his body, that, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay, something physically changed to his body. Well, okay, what does it say? Verse 10, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, so the Holy Spirit, next thing you know, you're hearing Christ talk. Well, that to me backs up John 14, 15, 16, 
when Jesus gives the great doctrinal truth about the Holy Spirit, when he says he will testify of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So to be in the Spirit, well, that's true. The focus is Christ, right? Not the, not the Holy Spirit. And in order for John to behold anything in heaven, right? Yeah, that's right. First Corinthians fifteen: flesh and blood cannot inherit. That's right. Right? Cannot flesh and blood cannot enter the presence of God. So he would have to be, he would have to be translated. Mm-hmm. Enoch was translated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. Is that what you want to do well, so I think, far? Yes, I think that's good. <laughs> so if you're listening, even just that one thing we've sh- that I shared has <laughs> probably got you reeling and thinking. But I'm just asking you to hang with us um, because I define myself as a Bible believer. I just believe the Bible. I believe the Bible, not necessarily what has been told unto me. Uh, everything needs to be tempered with the Scriptures, and so. Um, the fact that the term Lord's Day, this is the only time in the Bible it's used, mm. but yet we see several occasions of first day of the week. Mm-hmm. Well, if this was just simply the first day of the week, why doesn't it say that? Right. Uh, so it tells me that it's something different. And also take away from this, this isn't the only time where an overview of something is given. We gave other examples, whether it's Daniel 2, the overview of the time of the Gentiles, uh, that there's times in the Word of God where it gives an overview of things. And so I believe the book of Revelation is an overview of the day of the Lord, and that's what is being done here. And I believe the timing for it is set in verse number 10. So episode two is <laughs> going to be, we're going to go from that mindset and expand on that, the rest of chapter one, as well as get into chapters two and three. So we appreciate it very much. But it's not up to me to close the episodes anymore. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a new season. Yes. So, But anyway, thank you for listening. I hope um, it was a blessing and a benefit. And study the show thyself approved. The Bible says that. And uh, grab your scriptures, study the Bible, don't take our words for it. Um, let God be true, but every man a liar. But thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be right back to you, Lord willing. Uh, I guess we're going to still do every two weeks. I don't know what our plans are, but maybe next That's week. That's our goal. How about mm-hmm. this? That's our objective. Next time, yeah. um, yes. we will continue this. Um, it's going to be very good. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.